Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can help and support Ostium by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. 
where you can get access to many episodes, original music, and transcripts of each episode featuring an original cover and illustrations, plus access to new episodes a week before regular release. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as that helps more people discover Ostium. And finally, thanks for your support. Team Ostium loves making this podcast, and we're really happy to find out you enjoy listening to it. And now, on with Episode 7, Visitors. That shaky, terrified feeling was back, in the pit of my stomach. I hadn't missed it, but just seeing those strangers come into Ostium, in my place. No, into our place. We just stood there, staring at the wall, but our minds were linked to Ostium. It was kind of like a digitized security map meets Pac-Man. The whole town was laid out inside my head, and at one end, where there was a broken line, was an amorphous red blob. I was able to zoom in on the gate. Monica, I think I can lock the gate somehow. With my mind. No. Don't do it. We want them to come in. What the hell? Really? That doesn't make any sense. Just trust me on this. These are my people. I know how they act. I know what they're going to do. I stared at her, dumbfounded. I might have even been shaking my head. Then I focused back on the action. The gate was now open. No surprise there. That strange padlock was long gone to wherever. I made a mental note to ask Monica if she knew anything about it. The soldiers, I presumed they were soldiers and everything Monica had been telling me so far was right and true, were streaming in now. The amorphous blob had separated into twelve smaller, more distinct blobs. Good. It's just one squad. Why is that good? Because for all I know, they could have sent a whole fucking battalion to come charging down our door. Good point. So, what do we do? Wait, and do nothing. It'll work out fine. Trust me. We continued watching the squad hold a tight formation and begin their search. You could tell when they tried opening doors. They would stop, then start moving again. Stop at the next door, try it, then move on down. It got pretty repetitive, and if it had been anyone other than the armed military bearing down on us, I probably would have been pretty bored. As it was, we just stood there, stock still, focused. It took them a while, but they eventually made it to the clock tower. It was separate from the rows of buildings and looked significantly different, so they were inevitably going to notice it. Plus, they had intel on this place, as lacking as it might be. When they started coming in range, I peeked through the window. I was being careful not to be seen. Monica noticed me, but said nothing. So either I was doing it right, or there was something else going on that I didn't know about. They were coming now. Their guns were raised, pointed right at this building. I think they were M16s. A few years ago, a friend of mine, Brandon, the guy who he used to go to Giants games with, 
man, the idea of going to a sports game right now seems as foreign as facing a squad of soldiers with machine guns pointed right at your head. Anyway, as a birthday present, Brandon took me to a shooting range. I'd never fired an actual gun before. I got to try out the Sig Sauer. Damned if I remember what specific model it was. It was a gun, and it was deadly. They showed us how to load it, to keep the barrel pointed down at all times until you're about to fire at the target. Now, I'd seen cops and mobsters load clips into their handguns hundreds of times on TV and in the movies, popping in the bullets like they were magnetic, slamming the clip home for dramatic effect, and of course, loading that first round with sinister intention. Doing it for real is pretty damn hard. The gun is heavy, noticeably metallic. The first time I tried to force a bullet into the clip, it slipped, and I got a nice gash on my index finger while the shell tinkled to the floor. I had to have Brandon load it for me. When I fired the gun, it was pretty devastating. So powerfully lethal, it made me quiver. It put it all in perspective. That someone, or a number of someones, had invented this weapon whose sole purpose was to kill, and kill it could. Easily. I couldn't make it through the whole clip. On the eighth shot, I had to put it down. I was done. And I hadn't come close to hitting the target. Whoa, sorry about that. Didn't mean to wax poetic on gun control or lack thereof for so long. Watching these soldiers approaching us with those machine guns, this was the memory that came back to me so suddenly, real strong. It's okay. I looked at her, confused. You can look through the window. You don't have to hide. I raised my eyebrows, really confused and surprised. Just trust me. I could see all 12 of them now, clearly, in their camo uniforms and all that gear weighing them down. They look ready for anything. I knew they could never be ready for ostium. They can't hear us either. I kept watching them come closer, the fear in me wanting to break free. I was barely holding it together. That little guy hanging a little behind everyone is uh, Sergeant Harris. I don't recognize anyone else in the squad. That's intentional. In case they find me. I'd be court-martialed, and they don't want anyone who knows me getting cold feet for what needs to be done. Now, watch this. One of the men in front had broken away and approached the door. He turned the handle. It was both surreal and petrifying to watch the handle on the inside turn also. I held a breath, and what I thought might be the start of a scream. Then he pushed. The door didn't move. At all. He pushed with his whole body, then threw his shoulder into it. He stepped back and started kicking. Another man joined him, and they charged the door. It still didn't move. The sergeant walked up to one of the windows, the one I was looking out of. I watched him come up close. Then, just as I had done days ago, upon first entering Ostium, he put his hands up to cup his eyes and then leaned against the glass, looking in. He was looking right at me, and I was looking right back at him. It was beyond surreal. I could see right into him. His eyes were green. Can't see a fucking thing, came a gravelly drawl, muffled by the glass. I gasped. The sergeant turned to the men at the door. Put a few rounds in it. The soldier who tried the door first received the honor. He pulled something 
on his M16, took aim at the door handle, and opened fire. This time I jumped back, falling over, my hands over my ears. It was loud. I expected there to be smoke and splinters and the door to come swinging open. I slowly opened my eyes. Monica was still standing there. She hadn't moved. The door, meanwhile, was perfectly fine. Not a scratch on it from the inside, and judging by the reaction, unblemished on the outside, too. There was a lot of yelling and cursing. The soldier took aim again, looking to perhaps empty his entire clip into the door. That's enough, Private, said the sergeant. We're done here. There was no hesitation in any of the other eleven men. They'd been given an order. They were going to follow it without question. They all turned and started walking back. I watched them until they were gone from view, then switched to the mental ostium map. Once they were past the gate, the red amorphous blob was back once again and quickly began to grow fainter until it was gone entirely. That's when Monica finally relaxed. I found myself on the floor once again, not really sure how I got there, but happy to have the support of solid wooden boards. How did you know? I asked Monica over some strong tea and hot grub a short while later. Mm, the windows. She offered nothing else, drinking her tea. <laughs> Typical. Then it fell into place, like a window sliding closed. Sorry, that simile was terrible, especially given the circumstances. The windows were black, just like all the other buildings. Yep. They couldn't see in. Couldn't see anything. Of course. I never thought of that. When I first came to the clock tower, I was all focused on wishing the door would open for me and didn't even glance at the windows. You checked them out, right? No, I didn't. What? I was going on a really strong hunch. All the other buildings had the same windows. This one had two. Like you, I forgot to check. Huh. Well, you told me to trust you. I did. And we're alive and well now. And drinking tea. Is that it? Will they leave us alone? She was quiet for a while, thinking, deciding. Huh. I don't really know. I want to say yes, but it's not certain. They could come back, but it's unlikely. Well, with our handy-dandy Ostium alert system, we'll know when we're having visitors again. driving home now. I'm pretty sure it's for the last time. No, I know it's for the last time. I think it's a necessary separation. The Ostium train has gotten rolling. It's left the station and it's gotten up to a good cruising speed. Unless there's a wreck on the rails, it's not stopping anytime soon. I think my apartment and my connections with the real world are part of the potential wreck. I need to make sure the rails stay clear as far as the eye can see. Wow. I'm already into the deep allegorical shit, and I haven't even put on Pink Floyd yet. 
That's when I find the album I want on my phone and press play. Division Bell. Like the previous album, A Momentary Lapse of Reason, it opens with an instrumental track. I haven't heard it in a while. The beginning sound slowly builds. It's a crunching, crackling, wrenching sort of sound. As it builds, the image of popping popcorn pops into my head. I then realize it's the sound. I pull over to the side of the road. I'm not too far from Ostium, and the road is still plenty quiet. I sit there, listening. It's the sound of the blackness coming towards me, increasing in volume. I heard and saw it on the Mary Celeste and on Mars, and now it scares the shit out of me. The music is finally starting, but I can still hear that horrible haunting sound in the background. I skip to the next track. It begins with drums and some light guitar, then David Gilmore explodes with his unique sound. That gets me back on track. I start the car and get back on the road. My brain is doing that thing it does when I'm driving, working on automatic, sifting through the events of the day, percolating like Mr. Coffee. The first thing it keeps repeating at me, which I'm not gonna deny, is that Monica is a stunning woman. She's beautiful. I know it's been a few days since I've been around people, and it's been, let's see, 11 months and 12 days since the fraught end of my last relationship. Not that I'm counting or anything, but still. Of all the people to have shown up in Ostium, Monica sure is something. So let's take a look at this. Jackpot winning luck aside, how did Monica end up finding Ostium and then running into me? Her series of audio recordings explain the steps she took, though I have a feeling there's more to be told on her part. A lot more. Like any good complex character, looks aside, I need the backstory, the history. I was actually going to kind of confront her about it today, and then the goddamn military showed up and threw everything out of whack. But I'm heading home now, and like I said, it's for the last time. I'm severing that tie with this world and becoming a permanent resident of Ostium. When I told Monica that this was what I wanted to do, what I needed to do, she wasn't just understanding, but encouraging. The one bed might have something to do with that. As much as I'd like to share it with her. Okay, sorry, I, I'm gonna stop being a crass asshole. I'm gonna dig out my sleeping bag, buy myself an inflatable mattress, and that'll solve the sleeping arrangements at the clock tower Ritz. I'll also need blankets and a pillow or two for comfort. So, getting back to Monica. I'm not really well-versed in military etiquette other than the conglomeration of inaccurate stuff from movies, so I don't really know if her story checks out 100%. I don't know how hard they come after you if you go AWOL. It seems like one of the worst things you could do. Desertion. Other than, like, treason. So you'd think it'd be a lot bigger deal, but she didn't make it sound like it was. Our country isn't at war right now with any big, mean nation, so maybe that has something to do with it. The story rings true, and if you take a look from a distance at my discovery of Ostium, it certainly sounds somewhat fantastic, bordering on wizards and dragons craziness, but I know it to be completely true. So why couldn't Monica's be? And we found each other in a strange and somewhat scary place, so it's natural we would want to work together to get through it and try to understand what Ostium is trying to tell us. 
to join forces, an alliance of comprehension. But what about the lock? That weird-looking padlock that was on the gates the first time I came to Ostium, and then was mysteriously gone the next day. I needed to ask Monica about that, see if she had a specific answer for it, or find out if it was just one of the weirdnesses of Ostium, or discover if Monica hesitated before giving me an answer, like she was making something up, or just feeding me something, indicating she was holding back, keeping secrets from me. Ostium was still doing its best at keeping most of the secrets from us, or at least from me. The last thing I needed was my one and only ally keeping her own secrets. No. When I got back, we were going to have a heart-to-heart of sorts. A state of the union. With me moving in full time, we needed to be on the same page about everything, discuss and link up our hopes and goals. My favorite song, the last track on the album, was starting, so that's when I told my brain to shut up, cranked up the volume, and enjoyed the music. About halfway home, the pervasive invisible fog that was that weird mental map of Ostium cleared. Was that the extent of its reach? Was it something specific to me as an honorary member of the Ostium Club, currently at a grand two members? But that was when my mind cleared or perhaps reconnected with the world, and I remembered my previous trip heading out to Ostium and how I had been wrestling with the fact that Ostium had stolen time from me. I sucked in a breath and turned on the screen on my phone. I actually gasped when I saw that it was a little while after 2 p.m. on Sunday. Not the Sunday I thought it was at the start of the day when I'd gotten that email from Robert. Was it really the same day? Apparently not. No, not by a long shot. It was the following Sunday, as in a week later, as in seven whole days. So basically what had been less than the passage of two days to me was an entire week. Holy shit. They say time flies, but this is ridiculous. But I need to focus on getting home right now. Don't want to run myself off the road here without right panic. But holy shit. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. I arrive at my home a week later than expected. I'm not happy about it, but there's nothing I can really do about it now. I select my key from the small selection hanging from my keychain. It looks foreign to me, strange, like it doesn't belong, as if it's somebody else's. I turn the lock and step inside. I know I've got doors on the brain, and that's to be expected when traveling around in ostium, but stepping through that door honestly feels like stepping into another world. On an esoteric level, it is. It's something else now, not really belonging to me. Legally, that's not true, but I have no real physical or emotional connection to it, even though I've lived here for over three years. Hell, I've had sex here, even if it was way too goddamn long ago. Thanks, Brain, for reminding me about that. I close the door behind me. It has a dull, unnatural sound. Not like a door should sound. Not like a door in ostium. My apartment smells stale, old, disused, even though it's only been a day or two. Oh, wait. No, it hasn't. It's been a whole fucking week. I really don't like this time dilation thing. I always thought being involved or able to participate in any particular way with time travel would be the most awesomest thing I could ever experience. Yeah, I was wrong. Fucking sucks. But I need to move on. I start thinking about what I'm gonna take, what's gonna stay, if I should call anyone, let anyone know what's going on, or just disappear off the face of the earth. It's not like anyone has really missed me since I've been gone. I guess Robert at work noticed, and my boss, once I didn't show up enough for him to decide to fire me. But otherwise, a few emails and posts on Facebook, but nothing really says, where the hell have you been? Is everything okay? And that's when there's a loud booming on my door. It's not just knocking, it's a long step beyond the Whoever's on the other side has made a fist and is slamming it against the door as hard as he or she can. But by this point, I'm pretty sure it's a definitive he. I'm just a few feet from the door and it scares the crap out of me. I actually jump in the air and feel that wave of shock and fear wash over me like someone just upended a bucket of icy water. This is an ice bucket challenge I don't want to participate in. But I guess at the end of the day, or is that the end of the week? Someone does apparently care. I turn around and open the door. Brandon is on the other side, my baseball buddy. 
the one guy who I've regularly hung out with over the last few years. The one guy out of everyone should at least give a damn about me. He does. That's why he's here. Obviously. He strides in, pushes me back, slams the door behind him. I wince at the sound, reflexively blinking, pointing you. his finger right at me. Where the fuck have Sounds you been? really angry. I just stare at him, the proverbial deer in the headlights. I can feel the blood draining from my head. I can feel my face turning white, a numbness setting in, as well as a growing lightheadedness. Sit down. He goes into my kitchen and grabs two clinking bottles from the fridge. He comes back with two Widers pear ciders. If I haven't mentioned it, I'm a cider guy, not a beer guy. Widers is my favorite, especially the pear. Brandon isn't really a cider guy. He's most definitely a beer guy, but he'll drink a cider occasionally, especially if it's all a friend's fridge has. <laughs> That's what friends do. Now I have a heavy feeling in my stomach. It's guilt with a healthy dose of shame. He comes back and hands me a bottle and sits down opposite me on the long couch where we've watched a number of movies together. Tough guy action flicks and had a great time. Now I'm really starting to feel bad. Okay, man. Tell me what's going I'm on. I'm just staring at him, trying to think of words, any words. I drink some cider. It's delicious as always. You've been gone a long time. I Facebook messaged you, I texted, I called a bunch of times, I even fucking tweeted your ass. I called your work, found out you've not been there for over a week, and got fired. Did you know that? Yes. Even though I've been imbibing a liquid, my voice is dry and croaky. I was getting really worried. I am really worried. I've been coming to your house for the last three days. Then I just camped out yesterday and waited and waited and waited. And then today I see you pull in. Go up the stairs, unlock your door, and go inside like no biggie. Like everything's okay. He takes a breath. I keep staring, speechless. Well, it's not okay. I, I just want to know what's going on. And if you need any help. It's the last part that hits home. It cuts deep. This guy really does care. And now I have a raw, weeping wound in my emotional nerve. I'm going to have to say something. I don't know what. So I just open my mouth and start talking. I found something. Well, m more of a somewhere. It's, um, it's a place not on the map. It's a secret. A hidden town. Brandon stares at me, a frown forming a grooved V in his forehead. And? It... I put down my bottle and rub my face with my hands. It's a place that, uh, that didn't want to be discovered. Only, I found it. And inside are all these buildings and doors with numbers on them. Okay. Okay, I get it. So you found a cool old ruin of a town. Like those ghost towns they have all over California from the Old West. Sort of, but not really. Well, then explain it to me. Put it in plain fucking English, please. Well, the doors are numbered. It's part of a code. You have to open each door in order. And these doors... I unavoidably pause again. 
it's getting hard to spit out the words to make my vocal cords comply. Is that me? Or is that the reaching, controlling fingers of ostium clasping around my throat? Doors, numbers, sure. Why does that mean you have to drop off the face of the earth for a week? Because, because the doors lead to other places. Other places in time, other dimensions, other worlds. The disbelief is as clear on his face as a black and white newspaper with a half page size headline. It's real. Bullshit. It's real. Well, I don't fucking believe you, man. It just sounds fucking insane. Doors to other times? What, like like the past? The future? Seriously? Yes. Both, actually. I've been... I know at this point, and I've lost them. I'm also pretty sure whatever friendship we had has been irrevocably severed. This made-up story is just too much, even for a friend. I would have done better saying I'd won the lottery or met someone on the other side of the country. I just keep going because, at this point, I can't stop. I may not be convincing Brandon, but I'm definitely helping to convince myself that this home, this friendship, this life, this world is over. Now, there's only Ostium. I've been to Roanoke in the 16th century and on an old ship in the 19th century. I've also been to Mars, and it was incredible. That's when he just looks at me with fury. Fuck you, man. Fuck you, and fuck your stupid made-up town. Jeez, I thought there was more to you. But you're nothing but a sack of shit. It's fucking real, I yell right back at him. He gets up to leave, a half-drunk bottle of cider long ignored. Hey, there's also someone there, in the town, working with me. A woman. This stops him. He sits back down. So, all this is about a chick? No. And that's when I decide to just give in. The friendship is over, no matter what. Let's just try to send Brandon on his way without completely hating my guts. He's looking at me now with raised eyebrows. I choose the path less taken and begin my lie. Well, yes. I met her last Friday, on the street, on my way to work. We kind of ran into each other, but I picked up her things and was real nice about it. I wanted to avoid being the asshole guy who just wants to connect with anyone of the opposite sex. She was reading the new uh, Song of Ice and Fire book. Oh, the, the Game of Thrones books. Yeah, the new one just came out. I finished it the day I got it, so we started talking about it. She was almost done with it. And then that led to blowing off our respective employers and having coffee and really connecting. We went out that night. Damn, nice job, man. It's been a while since uh, Kristen, wasn't it? Yeah. We hung out all day Saturday, and that night we slept together. It was amazing. <laughs> I bet it was. Fucking kinky Game of Thrones sex? Am I right? Yeah. And we just wanted to spend all of our time together. We got our stuff and went driving around Mendocino County for most of the week. Went all the way up to Eureka. Hung out in Fort Bragg. Well, we just enjoyed each other. Yeah. He said with a disturbing, emphatic wink. In every way possible, I bet. You randy motherfucker. 
So what was all that shit about doors and hidden towns and traveling through time? I was starting to remember pretty clearly now why I didn't hang out with Brandon all the time. It was sort of a LARP thing we were doing. He just stares at me dumbfounded. Live action role playing? We were uh, acting out a fantasy together. Kinky motherfucker. So anyways, I literally just got back, still got all my shit in the car. I just dropped Monica off at her place. Wow, that's awesome. Monica, huh? Sounds sexy. She white? No, she's black. Hot damn, you're crossing over the... Please, uh, anything you're about to say, just don't. I really don't want to hear it. He mimes zipping his lips. And now I'm really fucking wiped and I was just about to crash like for 20 hours. He knew his cue and stood up again. I joined him. I hear you, man. You must be fucking wiped in every way possible. Six fucking ways from fucking Sunday. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. I practically moaned in abhorrence, trying not to cringe. All right. I'll get out of your hair then. Thanks. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, but what about your job? Oh, that. Well, I was pretty sick of it anyway. I've been looking around for something else. Even sent out a couple of resumes a few weeks ago. The lies were just pouring out, but I knew the end was near. Well, good on you. And when you're ready to rejoin the world, drop me a line. I'd like to meet this lovely Monica. Yeah, sounds good, man. See you around. He opens the door and walks himself out. I close it behind him and deadbolt it. I lean my back against the door and let out a long, shaky breath. I feel sick. I drag out my suitcases and duffel bags and fill them with everything I think I'll ever need and anything I deem important. I don't worry about taking too much. There's plenty of room in Ostium for all my stuff. I'm leaving a lot of books behind, and that's tough. I do grab my rare first edition hardcover of Game of Thrones. Yes, the first of the series, and it's in mint condition. I also grab my leather-bound Lord of the Rings and Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. I also grab my Kindle and Kobo e-reader. On each of those devices are about 10,000 books. Have I mentioned I'm kind of insane about books and collecting them? Ebooks make it a lot more reasonable of an addiction, and feasible too. My laptop goes in the bag, along with a couple of chargers. When I decide I'm ready, I check outside to make sure Brandon's still not spying on me. He's long gone. I fill up my car with everything and get on the road. I hit an ATM and take out as much cash as I can. I'll have to work out how to get the rest of my money from my account later. Today's Sunday, and of course, no banks are open. And I'm sure once my rent becomes long overdue, my landlord's going to be looking for me. I get on the road with plenty of drinks and snacks. The sun is making its swift way down to the Pacific, and light is starting to fade. By the time I make it to Ostium, it'll be pitch black. Should be fun. And as I'm heading up the familiar highway, I have this warm, swelling feeling inside of me. It's not food or drink-related. I wonder what it is for a few seconds and realize it's elation. I'm really damn excited to be heading back to Ostium, my new home. I'm also really looking forward to seeing Monica again and seeing what's in our future with regards to Ostium and its many mysterious doors. 
This episode was written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The voice of Jake is Chris Fletcher, who also wrote the interstitial music pieces. Background music featured in this episode was provided by Ketzer and Andrew Sacco, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. Ostium is available on SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. Ostium is online at ostiumpodcast.com and on Twitter at ostiumpodcast. You can email us at ostiumpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the social network of your choice. And finally, you can support Ostium at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. Thank you very much for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode was written and produced by Alex C. Talander. The voice of Jake is Chris Fletcher, who also wrote the interstitial music pieces. The voice of Monica is Georgia McKenzie. Background music featured in this episode was provided by Ketzer and Andrew Sacco, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. Ostium is available on SoundCloud, Podbean, and iTunes. Ostium is online at ostiumpodcast.com and on Twitter at Ostium Podcast. You can email us at ostiumpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the social network of your choice. And finally, you can support Ostium at our Patreon page, 
patreon.com slash ostium podcast. Thank you very much for listening.